morning. Welcome to the Prairie Doc radio program. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and I'm filling in for Joan Hogan today. I help with fundraising efforts for the Healing Words Foundation, which is the nonprofit organization that supports this radio program, on-call television on SDPB, and other efforts to provide honest, science-based medical information. We're going to spend some time today on our program talking about orthopedic issues. So if there is a topic or a question you would like to have us discuss related to orthopedics or any other issue, give us a call at 605-692-1430. That's 605-692-1430. And with us today is our Prairie Doc. Dr. Rick Holm. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He has worked with the Vera Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Holm. Good morning, Laura. And in addition, we have Dr. Deb Johnston in the studio with us. And Dr. Johnston's specialty is family medicine, and she practices with the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Good morning, Dr. Johnston. Good morning. It's good to be here. Yes, yes the first day of spring. Is this actually, what is the actual moment of the the perfect time is it like two in the afternoon two thirty two in the afternoon or something I, th- I think it's the whole day it's the whole day <laughs> it's the whole day <laughs> you know you re- it's the, the equinox it's the, the equinox it's yep. the day that you can't when you when when you're uh, driving east as the sun is rising you can't see anything because the sun is coming <laughs> right into your eye <laughs> and when you're going home west the sun is setting right into your eyes, and there it is. That's the day of the equinox. We we didn't choose our living location well compared to our work location, did we? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a wonderful place to be, though. And I, um, when spring hits, you can feel it. Oh, it's wonderful. It's that that time is here now, and we're gaining days, hours now. Hearing those birds is just the best sound after that long winter. Yeah, the birds are singing in the morning yes, now. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're finding food, but they're singing. I don't know mm-hmm. how they're staying warm. Maybe they're <laughs> singing, is anybody else out there hungry? Yes. Well, our topic is uh, orthopedics uh, this um this Thursday. Laura, tell us a little bit about the show. You've got the details, don't you? Yes, this Thursday night you can um, tune in and watch our um, Prairie Doc television program on SDPB, um, or you can always join us online as well. And our show this week is called Oh Them Bones, Orthopedic (laughs) Issues. And our guest this week will be Dr. Luby and Dr. Geisinger. Right. So, so um, Geisinger is uh, part of the OI group, you know, the Orthopedic Institute group. Uh, Luby's been involved with for all these years. And Geisinger is an expert in back surgery, which is a tough area. And it used to be that everybody and anybody had had back surgery, and now it is very, very carefully done because people with chronic pain who have chronic low back pain, surgery is rarely the answer for them. Right. Uh, Back pain is such a difficult issue and such a small minority of patients benefit from back surgery. I think there was a point in time where we, you know, if there was something you could see on the MRI, uh, they'd go in and try to make it look better, but it didn't always translate into improved function or decreased pain. In fact, it often did not. So it's nice to see 
better effect now that we're doing this big surgery on a narrower segment of patients. Right. I, th- I think uh, tonight if, if or tomorrow night, if you really uh, want to learn uh, this whole field of back, back surgery and how it's changed, mm-hmm. uh, th- it will be a, a great show to have. And, of course, Luby's always great. I mean, he's, he's just this fills the room full of personality. <laughs> yes, and, he does. And, uh, you know, just a wonderful surgeon. So it's it'll be a it'll be a, a great show tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we're all looking forward to it. Um, talking a little bit more about um, back pain and back surgery. So if we're if we're trying to avoid uh, when possible these back surgeries, what are some other most common treatment options then for individuals? Deb, what's the best treatment to prevent back surgery? Or any prevent. other, <laughs> or any any surgery. I am a huge fan of physical therapy, really, for almost all orthopedic issues. Um, staying active, being active, is really important. And sometimes you need to tweak what you're doing and how you're doing it and make sure that you're doing the correct things to get those muscles strong and keep those muscles strong. Uh, and physical therapy can, can be just a huge benefit to people. And they can also do a lot of what we call modalities. So things like ultrasound or electrical stimulation or massage or some of those kinds of things. But those are really kind of supplements and add-ons to that incredibly important fitness and strength and flexibility issue right i mean if let's say that you have a knee that's going out okay Mm -hmm. it's bone on bone uh you're looking more like you've been riding a horse all your life and you're (laughs) and it's it's uh valgus or varus it's varus varus valgus is like the ladies they keep the knees together yeah (laughs) it's a deformity valgus Valgus is the knee bent in like uh and varus is the cowboy uh, with the the knees going out and uh so the uh, so you've got a varus deformity you've got uh, severe osteoarthritis right knee is time to go time to have it replaced wonderful that we have something to make those people help better but the problem is if you wait so long that the muscles that that work that knee that make the the leg go up and back and forth and do all of the things that keeps a, a, a joint working. If you wait too long and those muscles atrophy and become weak and all of the ligaments mm-hmm. are thin and and then you go to surgery, you don't have anything to connect to. Mm-hmm. So I think it, th- I'm just trying to back up what you're saying, yep. Deb. I I will often send people to physical therapy in anticipation of surgery. I don't think the surgeons always do that. Primarily, I think they just see the spectacular results they get with with knee replacement surgeries but I just find people have better recoveries and more functional recoveries and sometimes can put off that surgery if mm-hmm. they're they're staying if, strong if it's appropriate yeah yep. Yep. Uh, so there there is the th- time of the timing is a very important it's part of very all of important this. it's time for us to take our first break oh and timing. So we'll talk more <laughs> about um knees and knee replacements and knee surgeries soon but if you have any other questions that you'd like to give us a call and share with us uh, you may reach us at 605-692-1430 <laughs> Welcome back to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. I am Laura Ellsworth, filling in for Joan Hogan. And in the studio with us today, we have Dr. Rick Holm and Dr. Deb Johnston. 
we are talking about orthopedic issues and um, we talked a little bit about um, we've been talking a little bit recently about the knee replacement and um, surgery options for the back and for the knee but we want to talk a little bit now about some of the non-surgical therapies if we're having some orthopedic issues can you tell us about some of those well I uh, you know if you don't use it you lose it so mm-hmm. of course I think the most important thing we could all and should all do is to try to get that one mile walk in every day if we can every day one mile six mi- six blocks away from your house and then come home again but it's also important to recognize that even if you don't do the whole mile anything you do is valuable and I was just reading a summary of a study and I will confess that unlike you I didn't read the original study but it was talking about how even five to ten minutes a day of not terribly intense physical activity can reduce your risk of death over being a couch potato so it is worth it if all you do is five minutes and often unlike you I am not a natural exerciser (laughs) sometimes that's the way I have to get myself on that treadmill is to tell myself I'm gonna do this for five minutes and five Mm -hmm. usually turns into longer but Getting started for that five minutes is a whole lot easier for a lot of us non-natural exercise people than to say, well, I have to go do this for half an hour. So it's worth it. If all you're going to commit to is five minutes, five minutes is better Better than than five minutes on the couch. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, they say it's the new, the couch is the new smoking. I would believe that. And I, I I think it's, it's, uh, I think if you look at the numbers, it's, it's way worse than smoking. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I really think the idea of every day trying to get some exercise of some kind in is is all right. See, I, Bob, we got we got that word exercise in today. Yeah, of <laughs> course we, we did. Twice. <laughs> 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 well, now three times exercise. We Actually, I, I like the word activity better than exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ask people about exercise, but you know your gardening is is valuable you're you're dancing around the house you're going to a dance you're whatever it is that you like to do that keeps you active right that's valuable you don't have to get out and and run until the sweat pours if if you're not going to do that anything you can and will do is is worth it they've even shown a study where people who who have active interests in like fishing or like Uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, the activities that they do, maybe even if it's they're a weekend warrior kind of a kind of an activity t- type of a guy, that that is is very helpful and almost brings you up to that regular exerciser uh, yeah. level yeah. Uh, for quality of life and uh, to extending your life. So I think we've hit the uh, be active and exercise pretty hard on, and, and on, yes. on what you can do and, <laughs> and not just surgery. But other there, are things, other things. there are other things that you can do. And, uh, you know, we've, we're really, really moving away from a lot of, of medication, particularly a lot of opioid medications, things like the, the Lortab and the the oxycodone and and all of those kinds of things Uh, we they don't work very well they they don't work as well and certainly there's a lot of risks with them Um, I've also been getting a little more restrictive on the NSAIDs because I start really worrying about those kidneys so things like ibuprofen and Aleve and and there's a reason that we tell you not to use them regularly without being followed by your physician because it's important that we keep an eye on that kidney function I'll I'll just 
uh, put a word in for plain old Tylenol or Tyl- acetaminophen. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I've, uh, had, I've had a number of uh, surgical <laughs> uh, interventions in the last uh, couple of years, and uh, there was a time when I was taking the, the uh, narcotic with the acetaminophen and finally got off of that stuff, which I think perpetuated itself, by the way. Uh, finally that got off of it, and, and so I went into the Tylenol rescue type of a thing. So uh, I buy, I like the 325 milligram instead of the 500 milligram, and I take two of those 325s uh, so that it's 625 milligrams. And I, you know, if if I can go without, that's the better deal. If I need it, I'll take it. And uh, you know, recently I was I, be, I became ill again. I had a s- severe infection. And um, it got me through. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I just avoid the narcotics because they don't help that much anyway. And they constipate you and they cause some something else going on that's not great. But the Tylenol, that's why they put Tylenol with the narcotics. They needed to have a pain medicine in there to, make, to actually <laughs> help. And so the well, Tylenol really does uh, help. And, and I do think that, that some people really do benefit from the opioids, but we've definitely oh, overdone it with them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think it's a matter of maybe it doesn't help the pain so much as it makes you not care. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are better options uh, in that regard. I'm sorry, we lost Darvacet or Darvon. Darvon was one of those things. Proxifene. Yeah, it, 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 they took it away. And I, I don't know, uh, maybe the pharmaceutical industry figured, I don't know, I don't, I'm speculating, yeah. I'm being cynical <laughs> again. But my thought is that Darvon is one of those drugs that uh, help people in a mood way. Uh, to get past the, the, the downer of having pain. And yeah. th- that's another thing. I use a lot of a medicine called duloxetine or Cymbalta, um, it, which is actually and mood a mood dr- medicine. It's originally used for, uh, for depression and anxiety, but it actually has a pain effect. It's very good for, well, at least reasonably good for arthritis, and it's one of our um, mainstay treatments for things like fibromyalgia and the nerve pain that people can get uh, with diabetes or after they've had shingles or those kinds or of things. Or chemotherapy. Or chemotherapy, yeah, exactly. The peripheral neuropathy of yeah. chemotherapy, arg. <laughs> <laughs> so. so we've been talking a little bit about some non-surgical therapies for some orthopedic issues. We talked about activity and exercise, physical therapy, some medical medicine options as well. And it's time for us to take our next break and we look forward to continuing this conversation. If you have any questions for us, give us a call at 605-692-1430. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc radio program. I am Laura Ellsworth and with us in the studio is Dr. Rick Holm and Dr. Deb Johnston. We're talking about orthopedic issues and we've been talking a little bit about some of the non-surgical therapy options when we um, are looking at um, orthopedic issues. We did have a caller call in with a recommendation um, recommending the classical stretch for beginners is a great DVD on PBS Um, and she says it's by Miranda Esmond White. 
So um, classical stretch for beginners. Um, from uh, it, from PBS. I, yes. I haven't heard of it, Deb. Have you heard of it? I, I haven't heard of it, but the, the concept is good. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, you know. Flexibility and strengthening. And so we, we can't, we can't uh, uh, echo the, the specific recommendation, but we definitely believe in, in flexibility and stretching and right. strengthening, and the idea is great. And there's a lot of options for activity, whether you get out of your house. You know, I think that is a great, there are so many DVD videos you can do from home or pull something up on yep. YouTube. Um, so if you, that is a good recommendation. If you're not able to get out and be active. So, so for, um, for about six months, I did a program, a kind of a group therapy research project Half of the people said we said walk every day, and the other group we said uh, walk every day, but in three days a week do these uh, uh, these German exercises, and the German exercises involved hopping to mm -hmm. into in to help you with balance and to strengthen your bones, stretching to stretch the muscles and to to make uh, all of our uh, directions and our movements uh, easier, uh, strengthening. Uh, types of uh, uh, exercise and then a balance exercise we we it was an amazing thing I think I he heard from almost every one of the uh, participants 70 years of age and older mm -hmm. every one of them uh, said that just practicing balancing helped my balance and it was like uh, heel to toe heel to toe uh, so er you know in a nice safe place where you've got walls and and uh, and handles to grab uh, doing a heel-to-toe kind of a practice every day. So that four-part uh, uh, type of an exercise program was suggested, and we proved that it did, uh, you know, it was probably, we had 100 people, 50 in each group. Mm -hmm. It was a small group, uh, not enough to really make a huge uh, provable difference, but it did show a number of better things than just simply walking. I think this is why things like Tai Chi and yoga have such a good a good role and are very valuable, especially as people age, at maintaining that balance Balancing. and that strength and that, that flexibility. The Tai so. Chi uh, has been supported a lot by the Mayo research, uh, pushing, pu pushing Tai Chi for the elderly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, let's talk about topical treatments. Deb? I really like a, a topical anti-inflammatory medication called diclofenac. That's the generic name for it. Um, again, it is a anti-inflammatory medication, and you're not entirely bypassing the risk of toxicity to the stomach or to the knee or to the kidneys. Uh, but I find, both personally and professionally, that it's it's a very helpful treatment. So there is a compound <laughs> pharmacy. Um, uh, it's near Sioux Falls, um, and the telephone number is seven three eight zero zero three five, and they can do those topicals at a really reduced price. Seven three eight zero zero three five. Oh, the eight six six. Maybe the that, that that's the that's the work number eight six six seven three eight zero zero three five. Sherry Kramer is the pharmacist, and I've, I've gotten to know Sherry in a variety of ways and uh, uh, through the, f uh, the Pharmacy and Therapeutics Committee uh, through the years, and she's just wonderful. And so I would, I would consider that option uh, looking into topicals. But, you know, what I've often said is to get the smelliest, 
uh, mm. cream that you can have because the smell really does something to our brains. And then you get your partner to rub whatever it is that hurts. Well, it's nice to have someone else actually touching. Uh, that skin to skin Skin therapy. to skin thing is a very yeah. important thing. So you've got the smell and you've got the rub and then you've got the, um, and I think they, they, they even have, it's Asper cream is one of the, yep. one of the options. It's over the counter cheap, rub it in, smells good. Yeah, get your partner to help you do that on a routine basis. And I would say daily or twice daily, whatever it is that's bothering you. Another another treatment that we haven't mentioned very much is the chili pepper cream. Oh Capsation. yeah, yeah, yes. that's a Caps- capsation. Ca- kind of an old one, and it it does tend to really kind of sting and burn when it first goes on. But there is some benefit for that one too. So well, the burn draw it's sort of like trap door pain yeah. theory, doesn't it? it? Closes the trap doors that lets in this other pain and opens up the the burning stuff, but the burning is more tolerable than this long-term pain. the long-term pain. pain. I have and not heard of this, so chili pepper cream? It, it's made from hot chili peppers, okay. and the generic name is capsation and, zo- was it zovir? No, no. I, can't, I can't remember I can't the name remember of it. I can't remember capsation. But I, if you just ask the pharmacist for the chili pepper cream, they'll they'll be able to help you find it. Yeah, so. I think that's really worth doing. Uh, absolutely. Another thing that we often will do, it's not topical, but for for pains of various types, is seizure medicines, specifically things like uh, gabapentin, or uh, which is Neurontin, or it's kind of daughter com- compound, Lyrica. Uh, those can be very helpful also in kind of affecting the way the body transmits that pain medicine or pain right. message. Right. So um, uh, one of the antidepressive uh, medications uh, the one you like most mm-hmm. is Cymbalta, but the, you know, uh, w- any of them really a, a do. A lot of them have other effects, too. Uh, that's the one that's approved for it. Right. Um, so it, it has some really good body of evidence, and it's often the one that I'll start with, especially if I don't have underlying depression or anxiety issues right. that I'm also trying to treat. Right. But anybody, let me put it this way, anybody who has chronic pain has an underlying <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's pain is it, exhausting. It, it, it it's dr- exhausting and draining, and it takes so much of your energy that it is the rare person who lives with chronic pain who doesn't end up depressed, even if they didn't start there. Right. No. And uh, as a person, I, as a, when I was recovering from the Whipple surgery, which is they, a huge surgery, they they open your gut up wide, they reach their hands down there, they rip out all of these pieces. And then they kind of p- sew them back together in a kind of haphazard way. <laughs> and then I'm sure your surgeon will be delighted <laughs> to hear that <laughs> description, Rick. <laughs> and, and then you, you have to recover from that. Oh, but uh, You can't I, eat normally. <laughs> I, I tell you, the blues, you cannot escape the blues that comes with that. Because here I was running half marathons, and now I am uh, having trouble rolling over in bed. Yes. And... and uh, uh, you know, anytime there's a surgical procedure, I find the big problem is moving around in that bed, you know, just f- you know, getting in a posi- another position that is reasonably comfortable so you can pu- fall off to sleep. Mm-hmm. So those those are um, and so you don't get good sleep and that's which worsens the, the depression and or and the, the pain and the pain and the whole nine yards. So I like the idea of trying to be as active as you can through it. Uh, you know, motion is the lotion. Hmm. Uh, somebody had heard I wrote an essay on that, and they, and so they have a group called the motion, the uh, motion lotion group. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <That's laughs> so good. 
I did have a question come in sure. um, regarding spinal stenosis. It says, what can I do to help my spinal stenosis pain? Haha, <laughs> Deb, why don't you tap that? You know, a, a lot of the things that we've already been talking about, uh, we, a few spinal stenosis patients are candidates for surgery. And what and is spinal stenosis? Ah, that is that? a very good stenosis question. Stenosis meaning tightening. Okay. Of the of the nerves as they exit the spine, go on. Or or as they go through the spine, the right. big nerve and the spinal cord, the the bones around it and the discs around it. Sometimes, um, for whatever reason, will start the narrowing squeeze. and squeezing on that. So, uh, a lot of these patients will have pain down both legs. They'll have some back pain. Sometimes they need surgery. They can't get by without it because that can threaten that spinal cord and they can develop um, neurologic deficits, bladder problems, bowel problems, those kinds of things. Um, so occasionally surgery is is necessary. Sometimes surgery is helpful. Sometimes injections of anti-inflammatory steroid medicines can be helpful. And the same things we've been talking about all along, physical therapy, physical therapy, physical therapy, activity, judicious use of pain medicines. Uh, and and you know, we need to take our final break and we'll be right back to okay. final, up, dis, final our, up our discussion. Thank you. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. I am Laura Ellsworth filling in for Joan Hogan, and we have Dr. Rick Holm and Dr. Deb Johnston here in the studio, and we've been talking about orthopedic issues, and we have just a minute to kind of wrap up our discussion. I wanted to say, you know, as Deb was talking about all these things, that modalities that we can do instead of surgery, a lot of that, uh, you know, I've often thought of it as kind of benign neglect. We're, 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 leaving, we're giving them something to do. They're getting out of the house. They're getting off the couch. They're, they're being involved. And we're giving the back time to heal itself because time will help so much of it. Uh, but as if we start losing uh, foot function, your f foot drop starts happening or you can't quite raise the foot like it would, you know, the muscle function's going, then I call a surgeon. I generally, that I see that as an important message, time to, to move. Um, uh, I thought it was a nice discussion today. A good discussion. It's always a joy in, to be here with you, Rick. Any bottom line that you want to make sure people remember, Dan? Stay moving. Stay, Stay moving. That's really, really important. If you're not moving now, get moving. Yep. Starting slow is fine. You don't have to run marathons. You never have to run marathons no. to get benefit. No. No, it's you don't have to. It's great if you do, but you don't have to. You know, motion is lotion. So right. if you don't use it, you lose it. So <laughs> all these old statements, but they're they're all they're overused, all but they're right. But they're mm -hmm. right on the mark. Okay. Well, uh, we would we would hope you would tune in next week to our uh, tomorrow night to our orthopedic show. And yes. uh, seven o'clock on SDPB. Tune in for. Um, more information on these orthopedic issues. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Thank you, Dr. Holm. Thank you, Dr. Johnston. Thank you, Laura and Thank Deb you. and Bob. Thank you, <laughs> and stay healthy out there, people. Mm -hmm.